And a good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God, continuing this week with the series called Your Identity in Christ. The subtitle this week is The War is Over, The Battle Continues. And so we begin this week by looking at the victory that Christ has won at the cross, defeating the devil, defeating the enemy that tries to attack us every day, and how we can use this victory in Christ and we can stand strong as God's children, as God's sons and daughters, in defeating all, all evil by working and believing in Christ, working through him and him working through us. Because we can do all things through him who strengthened us, the Bible says. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. This is the amplified version today. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us, and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. Let's read that again. God disarmed, he disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us. So these principalities and powers are not angels, the angels that work for the Lord and that are dedicated to him, These are the principalities and powers that were led away by deception of the devil when the devil fell. And these are the demonic realm. These are the demons that work for Satan and his supposed hierarchy and kingdom and his dysfunctional kingdom. And they were at one, one point not disarmed. Remember that Satan received all dominion over the earth when Adam and Eve went to the tree in the Garden of Eden at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And we're going to look at that. They were once not disarmed. They were fully armed, ranged against us. And what Jesus did, after he had died on the cross, he went into hell and he disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. So the cross is the moment of triumph. And the triumph began at at the cross. The works were finished. Remember, Jesus said at the cross, it is finished. So at that moment, the principalities and powers, the demons, the demonic realm, Satan himself, they were disarmed. Now, that means that they still have the ability, but they have no longer any authority over us. And that is also the case for a new born-again Christian. If you are a born-again believer, the devil has no right to you. He has has no authority over you. And so Jesus here in Colossians 2, verse 15, it's basically saying that God has stripped the principalities and powers of its authority. And we know this is true because when Jesus came back, he said to his disciples, after he came back from after dying on the cross, after he rose, he came back and he said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation and and doing the signs that they, they have been taught by him. 
laying hands on the sick, delivering people from demons, casting them out, cleansing the lepers, and all these things, proclaiming the kingdom of heaven upon the earth. So sickness and disease is a work of the enemy. Sin and sickness are fruits from the same tree, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve should have not eaten from that day in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And let's read that verse. In the Amplified, it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, of course, remember that she was deceived by the devil into eating the fruit, but she had a free will, and so did Adam, and they decided to follow the deception. And it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. So sickness and sin and all things that are not good have stemmed, originated from that rebellious act of Adam and Eve that day. They were rebellious because they were rebelled against God. Because remember, God said, of all the trees in this garden, you can eat except for this one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in that day you will surely die. So that is why you see all evil, sickness and disease, poverty, murder, sadness, depression, upon the earth today, occurring all around you in the world, unfortunately. But there is hope. There is Jesus. And so if you are a believer today, you have the light that's in you. And Jesus said that we should let our light so shine upon men so we can prove God's perfect will. We can prove God's nature to people because it's not us. It's the light that's in us. And that light is the light of the world, Jesus himself. We know that God is against sin and sickness because Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says, the sun is the radiance and only expression of glory, of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine, and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence. So that means that while Jesus and the Father are not the same person, they are God the Father and God the Son, and then obviously we have the Holy Spirit as well, God the Holy Spirit. Nevertheless, it's saying here that Jesus is the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence. They are very much alike in nature and character. And when what you see Jesus do, the Father would be doing the same as well. Because the Lord Jesus, he, he knows his Father's will, and he came on the earth to do his Father's will, to carry it out for the sake of humankind. So we know that God is against sin and sickness because, first of all, because Jesus is like his father, so we look to see what Jesus did, examples of his actions. And we can see on the earth, for example, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. So we know that he was healing people who were oppressed by the devil. What was he healing people of? Demons, sicknesses, illnesses, leprosy. So we know that sickness and disease are works of the enemy, works of the devil. 
because we know that everything that stems from the devil is lies, darkness, and there is no light in him, in the devil, and there's no light in anything that is dark. So you may ask, well, why didn't God flooding the earth back in Genesis fix the problem of man continually wanting to sin and on a permanent basis? Why didn't the flood fix the problem on a permanent basis? The flood initially stifled it the pace of evil and sin upon the earth, because obviously man was wiped out except for Noah and the group of people that God allowed Noah to be with on the ark, as well as the animals, of course. But man, could, after the flood had subsided, you know, Noah and everyone he was with, they obviously, creation began continuing to be fruitful and they were multiplying once more. And But man continued to be walking this earth with a fallen spirit because that is the result of the act at the tree and the Garden of Eden back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. You might say, well, Noah was, he was found, he found favor in the sight of the Lord, but that didn't mean that he was born again. Jesus hadn't yet come to die for him or anyone else. So Noah was still living with a fallen spirit based on the act of Adam and Eve in the garden. So even though Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord, he, he was not born again. He's still walking around with his old spirit in him, not a regenerated spirit like the believer can benefit from today by God's grace and mercy. So that means that whoever Noah procreated, created life with, you could say, children, new children and new people, new humans, wherever that family came from, which was Noah at that point, they were still giving birth to children. And those children were being born into having a sinful nature because the spirit was still fallen in them. Jesus hadn't yet come to pay for our sins, for to pay for us to be able to be a new creation with God being able to regenerate the spirit from the old one to the new one we have now. So we can see this in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and that obviously was Adam, and death through sin, so death spread to all people, no one being able to stop it or escape its power because they all sinned. So that means we, because we all came from Adam, when we were first born, the lineage of Adam, when we were first born out of our mother's wombs, we were born into the nature of the seed of the man, Adam and the lineage of that seed through our biological fathers. So our spirit was still fallen. That all because Adam sinned with Eve at the tree, and then man, the human race became fallen. All newborn babies were fallen from that point onwards, regardless of the flood. So God, while being a lover of justice, loved his creation so much that he did not want them all to go to the place that Adam and Eve had caused them to go, and that was to hell, originally intended only for the fallen angels, according to Matthew 25, verse 41, which reads, Then he will say to those on his left, Leave me, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels, demons. So man needed to be born again from scratch, from the beginning, from start, starting over, not physically, but spiritually. 
That is why man continually has the tendency to sin without much regard to himself or to others until he ever decides, perhaps one day, to receive Jesus as his Savior and his Lord. And at that point, gets his spirit regenerated, recreated by God himself, only by God's infinite mercy and grace, not by anything that we deserve. So, how do we defeat sickness? How do we defeat any virus on the earth? How do we defeat cancer? Well, the answer is it's already defeated. Why do we still see it in the world? Because sickness is a work of the enemy. And Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the enemy is a thief. Let's read it. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. So, first of all, there's a thief. And what is stealing and killing and destroying us? It's carnal thinking, not thinking what God thinks about us, allowing thoughts of the enemy and thoughts of our carnal mind, which hasn't yet understood the scriptures of the truth about who we are now in Christ, to to lead us into a belief of who we who we are not, that maybe as a believer we are still the same person we used to be, still doing those things and not free. And you're not free as long as you don't know the truth. Once you know the truth of the Word of God and what God says about you, you are free because once you accept the Word of God as truth, then anything anyone says to you in the street or in your family or wherever you are, you will say, well, that doesn't make sense what you're telling me because God says this about me. He says, I'm a new creation. I'm not the person that you are telling me I still am. That's the old me. That old me died. The old man has dead, is dead, and I am now a new creation. I have put on the new man and put off the old man. So there's a thief here, and you know that because sickness and disease is a work of the enemy, the enemy is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, according to John 10, verse 10. Anything that tries to do that, that sickness and disease What does that try to do? It tries to destroy your life. It tries to steal your health. It tries to kill you. Any sickness and disease, if it goes on for a long period of time, it will eventually make you worse and worse, make you sicker and sicker. And some sicknesses are quicker than others at making you ill and more ill and more ill. And then eventually your body cannot fight against the power of that sickness. And it eventually succumbs to death. That is unless there is a believer in your community that knows how to pray for you and speak life into you in the name of Jesus from head to toe, that to be as Jesus was on this earth, to do the same works and as and greater as Jesus did, as Jesus even said himself, we shall do as a believer. So if there's a believer in your community that has this faith, they can come over and speak life or speak life over the telephone, and if they persist and they don't quit on you, then you will see a healing in your body. You will turn around because God's will is for you to be completely healed. He's already paid for it at the whipping post through his son Jesus, and now it needs to be believed by someone, whether it's you or the person praying for you, in faith, that it's already done, the the works are finished. But it's the thief that comes in order to steal and kill and destroy Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. 
Now, that doesn't mean that the life you're now leading, if it's ungodly, he wants you to live that to the fullest. He wants you to live a life in godliness and righteousness to the best of your ability. And when you slip, you get back up and you repent and say, Lord, I apologize. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then God expects you to just move right on because he instantly forgives. The blood of his son has, has paid for our sins. He's paid for our slips. And First John chapter 1, verse 9 says that God also is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That would be in our consciences. But realize here that thieves don't abide by the law and the rules. They don't care. They do what they want to do to accomplish their goals in rebellion to the truth and what is good and what is right. So if you are a born-again Christian today, you are in Christ. Being in Christ allows you to represent him. That's represent Christ. Jesus said that we shall do the same works and greater. And this was not directed at only specific people in the fivefold ministry, but anyone who believes. We are to be doers of the word and not hearers only, according to the book of James. If we don't do what we hear in the Word of God, then we deceive ourselves according to the same book. So if you come across a sick person, command the sickness to leave them. What if they have a demon? Command it to leave them and then immediately lead them to Christ so that they may be sealed by the Holy Spirit, lest seven more demons come along and come back to them and make it worse. What if you do not see a positive change? Keep commanding. Keep believing. Keep exerting your faith towards that problem to evict the thief in their body or in their life. Don't quit on people. They depend on you, and therefore they depend on the Jesus that's in you. But because the Bible says we are co-workers or co-laborers with God, God cannot flow through you by His Spirit unless you believe for the outcome you expect. So today, we understand that We were all fallen until we were born again. We were made born again by the regeneration of our spirit by by God in his infinite mercy. We know that God has disarmed the devil, but the, the point about the disarming of all principalities and powers that were ranged against us in Colossians 2 verse 15 is that while the devil has been disarmed, that's his authority that's been taken. He no longer has the authority to inflict sickness and disease and continue these works on the earth, speaking evil into your thoughts, speaking evil to you through another person who wants to speak bad things over you. Remember, they may well be just being influenced by evil. That may not be them speaking. It may be this evil spirit that's trying to influence them that say those things. So remember that the devil still has ability but he has no authority to do what he's doing. So remember that. So the reason that he has no authority is because Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers, Colossians 2 verse 15, by way of the cross, triumphing over them, that's the demons and the principalities and powers, and by way of the cross. And so this is a victory for you and I today. We can stand strong in the belief that because we are seated in heavenly places next to the Father and, and in Christ, and Christ is seated next to the Father, remember, 
And the Bible says that we, we are in him and he is in us. Then we can speak God's word over a situation. God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And if you believe and do not doubt in your heart that what you speak over will come to pass, then you shall have whatever you ask. You shall have whatever you decree and declare. You shall have. Now, if you do not see it manifest in front of your very eyes right away, then you keep speaking to it. And does that mean every 30 seconds? No. You use your faith. You believe it shall come to pass. And every so often, the Holy Spirit may bring it back to your remembrance. Or maybe you want to make a note of it in your daily prayer list to speak over a person's body and command healing, uh, command the sickness to be gone and command life from head to toe in their body, especially right now with all the sicknesses, diseases in the world. This is the time, brothers and sisters, the beloved of the body of Christ, to rise up if there ever was a time and reap this harvest. Speak life into people. Tell them about Matthew 6. Tell them about there's no reason to be anxious. Trust in the Lord. Teach them about the Lord. Tell them about what you understand about the Lord, the nature of the Father, the nature of the Son, which which is the same nature he expresses, remember, by an imprint of his nature, Jesus and the Father. He is he is the express, express representation and the express image and imprint of his person, the person of the Father. So remember today that you can speak about the goodness of God to other people and you can bring peace to a situation as you see them begin to trust in the Lord. Now, sometimes people will not accept what you have to tell them, even though it's the truth. They're not ready to hear it. And unfortunately, sometimes they still they, they will go round the mountain, as they say, and they will have to go round the mountain one more time. They will have to continue to go through this situation and and to then realize that they really need to listen to what you had to say to them some months before. But the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. You can give your testimony to them. And usually that will help a tremendous amount because they will see that if God can do that for you, they can do that, He can do that for them. So be forthcoming with your testimonies. Be a representation for Christ. Remember that we are all lost until we're found. We are all fallen until we are born again. And then we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. And this is a a very great opportunity in the time of our lives and our generation to be used by the Lord because the Lord is waiting for us to say yes. We really need to understand now that God is not waiting for us to ask him to do something. Yes, we need to continue to pray. Yes, we need to continue to spend time with him because in order to co-labor with a teammate, in order to work with a friend, they have to be your friend in the first place. And that, that, that does not exist without communication. But God is so much bigger than a friend to you. So he at least deserves our time, our, our love, our acknowledgement of his goodness and his faithfulness, his mercy and his grace. But allow him to flow through you. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters in the name of Jesus. Be the light. Let your light so shine upon men. And know that the enemy is disarmed. The enemy has ability, but he has no authority. But you now have the authority in Christ 
because Jesus was given that authority and he wants you to use his name to bring heaven to earth, to change all situations on earth so that they would match what they would look like if they were in heaven. So today I pray over everyone listening to this message. I speak life over your body right now from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. If you are suffering from any virus whatsoever, virus, I command you out of their bodies now. You will no longer bear any fruit in their bodies. You will no longer live off of the life of the body of this person. This body is the temple of the Lord, and you shall not inhabit it. That goes for all sickness and disease. That goes for cancer, tumors, brain problems, blood problems, any problem with any organ, any problem with any bone, tendon, ligament, joint, and muscle in your body. I speak life to every cell in your body today, precious one, and we speak the love of Christ into you, peace in your heart, peace to your mind. I thank you, Lord, today for this precious listener, and I thank you for them today, Lord. I thank you for revealing yourself through your word as they they receive an extra appetite and a hunger to understand what you have said about them in your word, your all of your promises, and that they would believe them to be the truth, regardless of what people say, regardless of what the enemy suggests to them. And I thank you, Lord, today that my fellow brothers and sisters will continue to take every thought captive in obedience to you. Take every thought and line it up with your scriptures to see if it lines up. And if it's not in the word, then it's not of you. And we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you would like us to pray for you, we welcome you to call us. Our number is plus one four zero seven seven zero five three one five one. That's plus one, country code one. 407-705-3151, or you can email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. That's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube as well, under Touch of God Radio. You have a very blessed week. God bless you.